This call is being recorded. Thank you, team, for jumping on this week's Monday Morning Pep Talk. It is episode 124. It's hard to believe that that is the case. Um, We're going to talk about what is enough. But before I go into that, I want to remind you that my professional purpose is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because in my opinion, happy brokers sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. If you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. I'm not here to motivate you, but rather to give you strategy. Okay, so today I want to take you inside the conversation I've been having with many agents 18 months into a pandemic, 15 months into a raging real estate market, real estate market that is starting to make them question what is enough. A question only each of you can answer for yourself. And I think that what has made me an effective manager, leader, and a coach is that I speak agent. Yes, it is a language that is a combination of work ethic, drive, focus, and psychology. In most cases, the only people that truly understand brokers are other brokers. And for competitive reasons, agents don't or can't talk too much to other brokers because of confidentiality reasons. Now, you probably have some people that you that you uh, talk about uh, your business with, but it's hard. It's hard. So um, this can lead to a life in business that is lonely if the business is not managed and built the right way. So we know that those that live with us know and think we are freaking crazy half of the time, right? And in some cases, our friends stop inviting us to dinners and days out because we always, quote unquote, have a call to make or I'm in the middle of a negotiation. Sound familiar? So this leads to a deepening issue that I'm hearing more and more from agents, and I'm trying to help them navigate. For many, this 15-month run with no end in sight is starting to have a significant impact on marriages, partnerships, relationships, family, and friendships, forcing agents to ask themselves, what is enough? Now, they're going to ask themselves, do I stay on this crazy pace of production or do I back off? What is enough? Do I, com- do I get out completely? What is enough? I can't get out of real estate brokerage because it's all I know. What is enough? Do I build a team or a larger team to help manage the business? Maybe, but I really don't like managing people. What is enough? Now, these questions are different too, based on where you are, where an agent is in his or her career. Now, also, if you have a family with young children, it adds an entirely different level of complexity to the situation. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of things that get start getting pushed into your day-to-day. 
Some of you that are still growing your business might be saying, you know, I wish I had those problems. True, but I think most agents feel really blessed. They really do. They feel really blessed for what they have in their lives and in their business. But they, it also pushes them to continue to ask that question after another 15-hour day. What is enough? I think as we go through the process of planning, you know, via this championships or one in the fourth quarter, right? We've been using and talking about the planning sessions and the 12-week year model, the three-year vision, right? That's what really spending a lot of time talking on. This question, what is enough, is the basis for our planning, right? You got to figure that out for yourself before you can really understand and go to the questions that everything cascades off of, which is how do I want to live and who do I want to become? Again, we have to go there before we can really start focusing on our business planning. So as your coach, leader, and mentor, let me take you into some of the choices available to you to answer the challenges I've laid out above. Um, first and foremost, let me remind you of some boundaries that every agent should live by. Okay. After 50 hours a week and or 2,600 hours a year, you start hurting your clients. Okay. You do not, nor will you have the energy to properly function. Manage your business to that number or lower. You start getting up over that 50 hour mark, which I know most of you are, you have a significant decrease in your ability to execute. You got to plan for that. Number two, you need to commit to one day off a week to completely recharge and multiple long weekends and vacations planned throughout the year. Here's some of you right now going, Jim, that's a pipe dream. No, it's not. It's being done. Number three, 25 transactions a year or 25 million in production is the most you can handle by yourself before you need to invest in adding capacity. Okay, I said the word invest. This is not an expense. This is an investment in your sanity and you, okay? It's an investment. Now there are three business models to consider heading into this planning season, right? As you build your business plan and your strategy. I'm not going to give you anything you probably already don't know, but they're, I'm going to go through them, but we're going to talk about individual agents, small teams, and this concept of a medium and large team. But an individual agent, this is reserved for the agent who wants to operate by themselves or with an assistant. Now, this person needs to be extremely clear and dedicated to boundaries based on geography, price point, and lead source. Okay. You heard that word boundaries. My, one of my favorite words of 2021, right up there with intention. They know exactly who they are, who their clients are, and they execute within those parameters and become really good at referring business out and saying no. They add an assistant either to handle their transaction and marketing systems and all of their processes, not a question or an and, if an and, it's a, that's why they manage 
an assistant, right, to handle their transactions and marketing systems and processes. As their production grows, normally their average sales price is the main driver, right? They start to say no or refer out in um, areas that are not in their wheelhouse, okay? Processes, systems, and procedures must be fully documented so you know exactly what you're doing. A successful individual agent becomes really good, again, really good at identifying and building referral partners within their brokerage and nationally to help them serve their clients. Boundaries. You only have a certain amount of time each day and you've got to maximize your effectiveness. This is the biggest issue that I see people have is they, they have not defined what their boundaries are. Small team is the second choice. Now, small team is defined by real trends as uh, a team of two to five licensed members, okay? It, the process is the same I mentioned for an individual agent, but with a small team, you can increase your transaction count by 25 for each licensed member on your team. Now, at 75 transactions, you'll need to add another admin or marketing person to support the group. A small team still needs to build in their boundaries based on geography, price point, and lead source. The difference is that the team lead must focus a lot of energy on training and managing the team so that team can become highly functioning. It takes a minimum of 90 to 120 days to fold in and, and immerse a new team member into the group. Processes, again, systems and procedures must be fully documented and followed by each team member in order for that team to be fully functioning. You build it once and you automate. You build it once and you manage to it. This allows you to you know, not redo the process every single transaction. So many agents have their their business and pro their processes and systems inside their head, and they never get it on paper and manage to it. Sounds like a quarterly goal, if you ask me. Now, medium and large teams. The there are medium and large teams being built over five licensed members, and this. Size of team should be reserved for agents doing 125 plus transactions or 100 million in production to be useful if you were to ask me. That's my opinion. Okay. Over 10 licensees is closer to building a small brokerage. Now, I can talk all day about that, but we'll reserve that strategy for a different venue. If you don't have the production to provide opportunities for your agents, beware of ego and don't overbuild a team. You build a team based on capacity needs, not ego, okay? The goal for being a team lead is that you personally only focus on what is your job description. Get out of the weeds and allow your team to manage the details. I heard someone say earlier this week, my, my job is to make the phone ring and to negotiate deals. That's what I'm good at. That's at the true essence of what a team lead should do. Develop your job description and outsource everything to your team members. When it's done right, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. 
So in essence, to build a business that is enjoyable and predictable, you must create a business model that works for you and include boundaries that are flexible based on your desired production versus lifestyle conversation you've had with yourself. The thing about boundaries is they, they can be changed. If the market shifts, guess what? You can change your boundaries. You can increase your price point or decrease your price point. You can increase your geography or decrease or tighten your geography challenges or standards, right? Lead sources can be increased or decreased. That's the beautiful thing about boundaries is they are flexible. Um, one of the other conditions that I talked about or boundaries is um, refer everything out, uh, everything else out that doesn't live within your price point boundary, right? If it's not within your boundary, you can refer it out, whether it's price point or it's geography. Have those business partnerships, those referral partnerships set up in advance. Have agreements with people that will help you with your business, that you can easily make that transition in and out. As the clients call in and it's not within your wheelhouse, guess what? You've already had a discussion with other brokers on exactly your process and how you're going to hand those people over. It's the right thing to do when you can't handle the production. Those people need someone that can give them the time that they need. So this allows you to open up your capacity as needed by having referral partners in your markets. Okay. You can also, another way that you can manage your inflow of business is decide how many people that you need in your top 100. Okay that you consistently stay in touch with because over time that top 100 is going to be producing additional business. It's fun to do business with those people that you already know that already know, like, and trust you instead of having to go out and get new business for a really established broker. 90% of your business should come from your database of referral partners and from your past clients giving you the opportunity to really build an enjoyable and predictable business. You can change that number. You don't have to have 100. You can have 50. When I got into leadership, I'd cut my database in half, took it down to about 65. And my promise was to wind down my business over a course of a few years. My business actually improved when I cut that, that database down had the opposite effect that I thought it was going to have. Very, very interesting. So the key here, team, create the boundaries. And if it's not within your boundaries, have referral partners there in the waiting, ready to take on some of this business that you cannot handle. Okay. Last but not least, get really good at saying to yourself, if this is not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Probably my most quoted quote that many of you refer back to me. I love it. You know, um, we also understand that 20% bad decisions, if you don't listen to your filter here, steal 80% of your joy. 
can't tell you how many times I've, I've had these conversations with agents where they've said, I have a really difficult client and I've known from the very beginning that they were going to be difficult. I knew I shouldn't have taken it. But in our deep in our DNA, we have that. We want to do more, right? We went outside our boundary. We got our head handed to us because we did not say no to a situation that was not in our wheelhouse, okay? If you say yes to a hell no, you better point the thumb, right? Don't blame anyone else for your stress. Pay special attention, attention to your mindset and your need to constantly be in control. If you are a control freak, chances are life could be miserable if you can't give up control. You've got to at some point. And unfortunately, some people come up against this wall and they say, I can't do it anymore. And they realize and look internally and say, yeah, that's right. I need to give up control and I need help. On top of these boundaries, if I was, if I was an agent doing 25 transactions a year, I would start with identifying, I would start by identifying an outstanding assistant, either in the office or in the field. And I would be patient and put a ton of effort into training that person to operate like I would want them to operate, right? Becoming a good manager and a good leader is a lot of work. It's difficult for a lot of people, but you have to put your time into your self-development on how to and how to work with people start with items that can easily be trained that will have the highest impact on your business right that low-hanging fruit there's eight to ten hours on your schedule right now that with some very with very little training you can get off of your plate guarantee i've seen it happen while you're at it, like I said, identify three to five good referral partners or team members that can help you take your business that is not in your personal wheelhouse, right? I'm saying this over and over on this call because I want to get through to you. This is where the control freakness comes in. Refer it out if it is not a hell yes for you. Not only are, is that better for you, but it's better for the client. So team, I quickly took you through today a quick framework on how to protect your relationships while running a business that is more enjoyable and predictable. When I was doing 37 million right before I got into leadership, I worked less than when I was doing 10 million because I had a wonderful assistant and people that helped me out. It was an investment that I made very, very early on. And I look back on that was the reason I doubled my business four times in five years. Okay. Use these strategies as a framework in your business planning. It can be done, but you got to put ego aside and be smart. Agents suck at living by nature. Flip the switch and move towards this optimized way of running your business. It takes intentional, there's that word again, it takes intentional effort to think. Some direct thinking sessions on quote unquote, what is enough will lead you in the right direction as part of your business planning.
your spouse, your partner, family, your friends. We'll thank you later. Team, have a great week. Continue next week on this similar topics. Thank you for jumping on. Appreciate it more than you know. Have a good week.